With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Twitter's going down the toilet. Isn't that cool? It's going to be called... going to be called X now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Man. I think he's fucking with us. I think he's fucking with us like he's always fucking with us. I right? just, you know, like the whole people um, not liking Elon because you know he's just like rich. Like, okay, I I I I, I get the criticism, but uh, he's he's just a fucking baby. Like, I think that's his biggest uh, fault. Um, not even like the problematic ties to like you know that emerald mine his parents you know made their money off of or you know his shitty fucking cars blowing up or you know him just otherwise being an insufferable asshole uh like he's just a fucking baby yeah i Uh, feel like when uh when it comes to like rich people like their mind just enters like a like an advanced form of like deterioration where it's just kind of like run by like your past insecurity and now, like, they have, like, all this, like, capital accrued. You want everyone to talk about, like, how rich you are or, like, how cool you are because you bought, you buy, like, lavish things and then you, like, pay people to do these things and you get to pass them off as, like, your own. Like, Elon Musk, I hope, like, I hope, like, what is evident from all this is that he's completely fucking stupid. Like he dangerously so, that he doesn't really offer much of anything except just being a lol cow. That's all. Like all the accomplishments for like Tesla, all the accomplishments for SpaceX, they're not him in a room with a chalkboard, just yeah. drawing up blueprints, he's just drawing up schematics. Yeah, like he's yep. not a fucking billionaire. Uh, genius. And I, He's just a billionaire. And, That's all. Yeah, and what I want people, hopefully, to like take from this is that a lot of billionaires are like that. A lot of rich people are just like built that way. He he is the dumbest of the dumb right now. This is kind of incredible. So, I'm, Twitter's going to be called X. We're going to have tweets that are called X's. We're going to have X pictures. I cannot wait to watch X videos. That's going to be my favorite thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> just Man. cool just cool stuff happening all around. And Bravo's out here giving blue skies to Josh and Nick, but not Tom, huh? Huh, Bravo? Okay, all right. Yeah. Mm. Hey. Cran wouldn't do me the... Cran wouldn't do this to me. Cran, Cran wouldn't. Would. If you Cran slandered, wouldn't. If you slandered Cran. Nah, Cran wouldn't. Cran wouldn't. Cran's a good egg. James a good egg. James, because uh, we're going to just dox our patrons, 
James, you got to tell us how Chicago was. He went to a Cubs game, went up to old shitty Wrigley, got to go see the gentrified area of, of the north side. Wrigleyville, baby. Pat, fellow Patco, Patco uh, supporter. I know that, you know, I don't know, like, your plight for being, for working in air traffic control, dude, but, like, you know, we are, we are tow members. We are part of tow 411, man. He's an air traffic controller? I think it's what it is. James, tell us what you do. I thought, I thought you did something like that. I thought you, yeah, I thought you worked with, like, planes. Um, Yeah, dude. Just fucking. Tell us your, yeah, man. Grant, your, you don't have to tell us where you live. Mother side, maiden. I know where, I know where so many of you live now. It's incredible. I know where so many of, because of these shirts. This was my grand scheme, was just to know where everyone lived. I I wondered I how how that worked. <laughs> like, were you just going up on your off days to do a drop somewhere? Like, like I'm gonna leave it, at in the St. Louis Zoo in the penguin exhibit. You'll have to be there at dawn. Um, no, nah, I'm just going to mail them. I'm going to mail these out starting tomorrow and Tuesday, so everyone should get them by the end of the week. So, but, uh, That would be funny if I just, like, if I had, if I got fired, which would be cool in itself, but if I had, like, a bunch of money saved up, I'd be like, you know what, I'm just going to go take this to everyone. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> what up, dude? Remember me? I'm the guy you gave their podcast one star. <laughs> well, you just uh, you you probably got us some more negative reviews after. Uh, yeah, you, you can't say Cretan. Can't say Cretan anymore. Oh well, n- well, n- not just that. The fact that uh, you. Oh, fuck, the Q stuff. Children. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. It turns out uh, I've been lying. I'm not really uh, some schlub who works at Verizon. And does this podcast uh, cling to the last, like, laurels of life I can still, like, pull from this world. No, I am, um, I have a pizzeria. I have a secret basement. I Yeah, just a pedo. I have a secret basement that can only be accessed via bookshelf when you pick the right book. Um, And Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden are down there all the time, and we're just eating... And sucking out the adrenochrome of children. That's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. All because um, I didn't like the Sound of Freedom movie. Uh, movie. Like, um, yeah. Um, well, hey, my dad, I was talking to him on the phone today. Because I called him and I was like, hey, you know, checking in on my sister. Because she's in the hospital right now and isn't doing yeah. well. Um, and... I'm talking to him, and I'm like, dude, I saw Oppenheimer last night. It's incredible. Like, it's a masterpiece. You've got to go see it when you get a chance. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I've, I've, I've heard some really good things about this uh, Sounds of Freedom movie. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, you're being serious? And he's just like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people on Facebook are talking about it, how good it is. And I was like, dad, 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 Tim, okay. The people We're going to talk about movie, political socialization right now. We're going to do a little, yeah. a little case study on that. Um, father, <laughs> come to me, Father, my child. Tim, Tim, we know you listen to this podcast because you, you're the parent that loves and supports your kids. Um, I want you to know, the people that made this movie, uh, they think you're the human trafficker, Tim. I don't know how else to put that. How dare you date your six-year-old? 
Is that a soundboard? What was that? Uh, it's a. It was just uh, someone knocking on my door. Um, we're, uh, no, no, no. You you downloaded a soundboard, didn't you? Uh, well, I've always had it downloaded. We a hundred episodes ago, you thought this would be a great idea, and now it's still a great we, idea. I was, no, I just haven't found my Q zone, Tom. Yeah, your Q zone, like they talk about in the Sound of Freedom. A movie with the <laughs> hot, catchy one-liner, never trust a pedophile. It doesn't quite hit the same as uh, I have a particular set of skills. Okay. Mm. Um, so you have a soundboard. And yeah. you're, you, think it's, you think it's time to bring it out. You think you can yeah. do it right this time. I mean, when it fits, like, you're talking right there about, you know, yeah. pedophilia in this movie, and I just happen to have a drop of Alex Jones saying, I'm here to date your six-year-old. It, it works. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no problem. And this decision to bring back the soundboard, it didn't come from the top. It, um, it's straight from you, right? Uh, what is so, the top, Tom? I'm sorry. Are you implying that there's some sort of hierarchy that we follow? Yeah, it'd be me. It'd one? be me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, pretty arrogant of you, if I do say so myself. I, I also did uh, I hold, give you fair warning. I hold all the group's information hostage, so yeah. until uh, until you hack into my computer, which you realistically could, the more I yeah, think Yeah, you've about given it. me the password. Um, I have given you the passcode to unlock yeah. it. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just saying, Tom really likes the numbers 27. He has got 27, 27. in a lot of things. He likes 27. He's got a lot of... Uh, 23, you like the movie? Yeah. yeah. The number. Um, oh, Scott Rowling got in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted today. He was. I liked his. Yeah. Uh, I, how did he put it? Where he's like, he's like, I was a, I was a Philadelphia Philly. I was a St. Louis Cardinal. I was a Toronto Blue Jay. Toronto Blue Jay. Yeah. Cincinnati Red. Like, and now I'm a Hall of Famer. Like, I just like the. That was like some good old fucking boy kind of way of you know doing a little inductee speech. That was a country fried steak with white gravy all over it. It was beautiful. No, yeah, that is uh, what did we see country style ribs. That's what he yeah. was because he's a thick cut of meat man. He is good for Scotty. Fred McGriff got in. I think that was overdue. Fred should have been in a long time ago. But it's good. Uh, it's good to see um, Bud Selig got booed, which I think is always good. Um, not because Bud Selig was a, a commissioner, but because he was an owner and fuck the bosses, hundred um, percent. Yeah, so, it's oh, some good vibes. Bud. At least Bud liked. Oh, Bud, you know? Bud Selig, you dastardly devil, you son of a bitch. What are you doing up here? He kind of looked like a fish. I always thought he had, like, fish-like, kind of, like a face. A fishy face. Hmm. Let me look up Bud Selig, Rule 34. Like, he kind of looks like like, a a guppy and a trout. But, like, if that fucked, like, Orrin Hatch. Um, yeah, I can kind of see that vibe. It is somewhat... It is, um... At the very least, it's amphibian-esque. Like, mm-hmm. it gives me some, like, to- it gives me toad vibes. He, he has yeah. some toad vibes. And, like, all rich assholes, you know, nice comb over, but decaying, withering, horrific mouth. Just, mm, <laughs> great thing to see. 88, uh, he's Tom 88. Segura calls it uh, dad mouth. 
<laughs> Dad mouth to the T, bro. Yeah. He is 88 years too old, is what I will say mm. about Bud Selig. But it's good to see him in immaculate, perfect health, uh, crashing another Cooperstown induction. That's great. That's great. Baseball has never been healthier, um, dare I say. Um, but it's good. We, uh, yeah. You saw Oppenheimer. I'm going to go see that tomorrow. Oh, dude. Everyone, I know. You got the double feature of Barbie and Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer is the movie to see, folks. Oh, it's a dude's rock film. You gotta go. Killian Murphy is, I mean, incredible. Um, You heard it here. First podcast calling by his real name, Killian. Yeah. That's right. The dude, the dude's a monster. He's incredible. I haven't seen... I haven't seen any other Cardinals baseball podcast talk about Oppenheimer. Not one. Yeah. Not Although, one. We are we're groundbreaking. I will say, you know, a friend of the pod, Dan Buffa, he uh, he had a nice Dan the movie. We love Dan. Yeah. I don't know if he listens, to Dan, but uh, we got to get him on again here soon. Um, we it's do. It's only we Roy. Get Dan. Um, but yeah, he had a he made a really good point, you know, about just like the subtlety of all the. And this doesn't give any away any spoilers, but just like how well acted and subtle they kind of like played these scenes with, you know, Einstein and Oppenheimer. Like it was like very restrained, but like you could, it was just very well acted. And uh, yeah, and they, and that wasn't like a big part of the movie at all. There were only a couple scenes like that, but so, so fucking good. Um, So yeah. yeah. Is there? Great hold movie. on. Let's. Robert just, Downey let's, Jr. fucking nails it. He's incredible as well. Um, more like Robert Frowny Jr. because he's not uh-huh. Iron Man. He's not Iron Man. That's yeah. that's all he's ever been in, man. Uh, no, he was in that movie uh, with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Due date. He was in that. I saw that four times in theater. It was a living hell. It's a good movie. But why did like you go when see I was hanging out so many, yeah, why? For, yeah, what, every friend that I wanted to hang out with that wanted to go to the theater, they wanted to see that movie, and nothing, and nothing else was playing. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll go. I'll eat popcorn. I saw it four fucking times. Hey, but and that's just, you know, it's all right, film. That's the movie where I uh, discovered um, Kyle Reese's favorite band, Hand Jobs. Oh Fleet yeah, Fleet Foxes. Yeah, yeah, um, Fleet Foxes. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they play a friend of the pod, Flea Fox. Yeah, yeah. Friend, friend of the pod. Uh, what is it? Who's the drummer in it? Uh, uh, f- I already forgot it. Father John. Father Misty, John. Mis- yeah, whatever, friend whatever of the pod. Tillman, yeah. whatever his first name, his first name actually is, but his last name's Tillman. Uh, Pat Tillman. Yeah. Yeah. That hero, hero, hero of the pod. That guy's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, I fucking love Father John Misty, who again I was introduced to by the show Master of None, so it comes full circle. Nice. I just get my music from shows I watch or movies. Do you see uh, was it Jason Aldean's and uh, for making that stupid ass small town song? <laughs> no, wait, it's Morgan. It's Morgan Wallen or no, Whalen? How do you say that? No, How do you say it, that cunt's name? Wallen. I, I think it's Wallen, but I'm pretty sure it was Jason yeah. Aldean that did the like try that in a small town. And he by was, the way, folks. Um, I come from a very small town, like, clammed up. You can do all the things he's talking about. They're all a bunch of pussies there. I wear a communist shirt around around people there. They don't. They're fucking. They're pussies. Don't worry about it. Um, Morgan Wallen was wearing a Pat Tillman jersey at one of his concerts. And um, I, I, I felt 
I felt things, Josh. I felt lots of things. From from one of the from one of the from the depths of hell itself. <laughs> Morgan Wallen. Wearing the wearing the shirt, wearing the jersey of a guy who would pop his eyeballs out in a minute, who was murdered by the U.S. government, who who went to die, who died in a war he knew was a lie and couldn't wait to tell everyone how much of a lie it was. I um, it's there is some there's something deeply sick with, with to me like it's indicative of a lot of things, but just the just the valorization of Pat Tillman's death as a Patriot. I remember when that first happened, man. I remember when I was a fucking kid and that happened. And I was like, what a real Patriot. He gave up millions of dollars to go and kill people that had nothing to do with why we were there in the first place, y'all. Yeah. And then as I got older, like, wow, Pat Tillman was fucking based. He wanted to meet up with Noam Chomsky. Although... To be fair, Noam Chomsky will meet with anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're like an intellect, a football player, a billionaire pedophile. Noam Chomsky will meet up and talk to you, especially if you got money. So, I mean, hey, that's actually a good time to announce that so we're going to have Noam Chomsky on the next episode of the pod. <laughs> He's gonna... Hey, by the way, Noam yeah. comes on anything. We're going to hold his feet <laughs> to the fire. Better than that, Brianna Joy, whatever fucking name uh, is, Brianna the bad Joy faith Gray. lady. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to prove that uh, not everyone who worked for Bernie was was playing with a full set. But I mean, we can do better than that. We can. We'll have them both on. We'll ask Curb where Virgil Texas is hiding, probably in a ball pit, and then we'll talk to Noam Chomsky about why he took Jeffrey Epstein money. Mm. I mean, no, why'd you do that? It pays it's the bills. Good money. Yeah. You know what? Let's test that. Uh, to our eight patrons and our hundreds of followers, if you know a billionaire pedophile, get him in touch with us and just <laughs> tell him to. <laughs> this could go. This could go wrong, real. Get him in touch with us, and uh, just so we could say no to their twenty dollars they would offer us. Yeah, I mean, so. even even millionaire pedophile, get him in touch with us. Well, it yeah. doesn't. Like we just we just need uh, someone who can give us like seven thousand dollars to, you know, buy some equipment. That's really what really what we need. So, I I really like the idea of a setup of like trying to sell this. Be like, get us in touch with a with a pedophile, but not just any pedophile, <laughs> a rich one. Oh, thank God they want to talk to a rich. Oh, okay, okay. They're not in it for the other thing. They're in it for money. Okay, yeah. thank God. Like they're we're looking for a drug dealer type of thing. Uh, how much money would it take for you, like, there's like this, uh, you know, if uh, you take money from evil people, like, I look at it as, like, um, if you're running, like, a political campaign, and the local oil baron that you want to destroy donates a shit ton of money to you. And, like, do you return that check? Or do you take that money so that way you can mm. win? Because it's better you win than the other guy, even if that money comes from seedier channels, you know? I guess it depends, because, like, if I was personally running for political office, I wouldn't take any mm -hmm. PAC money. Therefore, they wouldn't be able to pump a bunch of money into my campaign because, you know, Let's hard, say hard money, Jelaine... soft money, you know? <laughs> Definitely hard money. Yeah. Let's say... 
Jelaine Maxwell and her rockin' tits. That's right. We're bringing back this bit. That's right. She, she, she was offering this podcast $10,000. You know, she's like, I support this. I want to I throw money at it. And I, yeah. I find that out. And I, I say, hey, money. fellas. You'd be like, fuck yeah, we're taking that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nick would be like, no way, Jose. And then Ryan would be like, ah, ah, hey, ah, oh, ah, ah. I got hey, expenses I'm coming wrong. up. I, 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 could, I could use ah, it. Rent, oh. Rent's going up here in Harvard. Yeah. Ah, oh. It's not going good. Ah, my my, my husband's, husband's my getting husband. really into uh, sushi mm. like three we times just a bought week. More, we bought more beer bats. They can only hold like a tall boy and a half. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh it's a good it's a good question. I feel like if I mean we there, might do that now, right? Like Yeah, there's like one, not any like understood of... relationship of hey, if you scratch my I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Like if like if fucking Ghislaine Maxwell is like, "Hey, here's 10 grand for the hell of it." It's like, "Okay, sure. We're not going to be pro like pro Ghislaine Maxwell after this." Like that's the yeah. I think that's the caveat, right? Even though she's got some rocking tits. Yeah, yeah, we're pro your tits. I'm gonna obje- objective. I'm gonna objectify a sex trafficker. This is how <laughs> we're playing some 4D chess here. This is how we beat him. This is how. <laughs> Maybe we're going a little too woke here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it could be that. I mean, like. Maybe, I don't think any of our patrons are this, but, like, what? maybe if one of them... If you had to pick one of our patrons to be, like, a closeted Nazi, who oh, do you think it is? Oh, God. Tom, you can't ask On three, that. let's... You want to say it? Let's... No, you can, you can go fucking first, and then I'll come up with one. I want to hear who you say. No, no, I want to make sure we all... Hmm. Okay, maybe not. Maybe, like, a lib. You know, but you know, if you scratch a liberal and Nazi, but anyway, anyway, what if like you know one of our patrons, you know, they maybe don't hold the exact political views as us, you know, may okay. you know maybe we're taking money on that. I'm not saying any of them are; they're all nice, based, and worse fans pilled. But you know, this this podcast Why? grows. Why do you do this? You want these people to stay as patrons, and we're just going to insult them? Like you, you think a T-shirt. I'm not sending. insulting them. This is I mean, a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. Oh, it's a hypothetical. They're getting, they're Which getting one of our t-shirt? patrons is probably a Nazi? Answer that for me, Josh, on three. I, it's a hypothetical is all it is. Okay, fine. Fine. I'll tell you who it is. Mm. All right? Is and you're it? not going to like that answer. It's, not gonna like it. it's our newest patron right here, um, Adolf. It is oh. Adolf. <laughs> Adolf H. Eitler. It is... Uh, this one looks a little sus. Looks a little sussy wussy, if you ask mm. me. So it has a lot of black and white photos. So he's our ninth patron. He's insisting on paying us in Reich marks. I don't know, like uh, actually, uh, uh, also silver yeah, I think and gold teeth um, fillings. Silver and gold teeth, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. human hair that yeah. he and soap he made from from those people. It is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. Mm. I'm in a world. I'm in a World War II movie. I, wa- I rewatched my favorite Hackman uh, movie. It was a bridge too far. Um, and World and War Robocop. Movie. You were watching Robocop on Friday. I was watching Robocop. Yeah, I played the hits of like films I love. I, Robocop's my favorite film. That's 
to me, the best film that's ever been made, ever, fucking ever. Oppenheimer will be number two, but Robocop's one. Um, but I rewatched uh, A Bridge Too Far, so I've been like, oh yeah, I gotta go read back up on Operation Market Garden so I can corner some, some woman in the bar and talk to, talk at her about it. That's what I can't wait. Yeah. So. You know, I've, I've mentioned the Oppenheimer movie to several different people, and I've been like, oh yeah, like, have you heard of that movie? And they're like, no. Like the lady who cut my hair today. She's no like, fuckhead. She's like, no, no. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, like, like you've heard of like, like the Manhattan Project, right? No, no. I'm like, okay. You know how like we bombed Japan? Oh yeah, yeah. Super yeah. based, bro. Super I'm just based. Like, okay. Um, do people just not? I mean. I understand that this isn't what's running through people's heads every day. I'm not. I don't wake up and remember that you know we destroyed you know two Japanese cities with nuclear weapons. But um, I feel like every the only time nukes that. have ever needed to be used. Might I add? The only yeah. time nukes have ever been. All other wars have been able to solve themselves by conventional means, but not that one. I don't think many people dwell on it too much. I mean, it's like... Um, I was watching an analysis video of Titanic. Because I think I'm going to rewatch that. And, like, one of the analyses made is how, like, what James Cameron was going for with his film of capturing it was that, you know, reason why it's such a huge tragedy and how it's portrayed in the film is that this was, like, the last bit of, like, innocence in the world. I know it's kind of goofy because Gilded Age is going on. There's fucking still, like, chattel sla wage slavery going on. But, like, this is right before, like, World War One breaks out and World War Two, and then you have the Cold War and the Nuclear Age. So it's, like, this last, like, bit of, bit of history that is things are all right. And, like, um... Oh shit! I had a thought, and I my fucking brain just like like disintegrated on itself. I'm so sorry, Josh. Anyways, how fucking dare it was that last bit. It was, yeah, I know. It was that last bit of. <laughs> oh Jesus Ow. Christ! I'm drinking Cayman Jack Margarita. What were we talking Hi. about beforehand? Anyway, I like drinking when we do the people podcast. not knowing shit about history. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. Now I remember. I was going for. And, like, people have grown up in, like, this, like, post-war malaise, you know, this this cold, or post-cold war, like, malaise, right? Like, sure. you know, you know, the things, things aren't all right beyond that. Like, we live under the, con not, not even, like, the constant threat of, like, nuclear war anymore, but that's just kind of, like, evolved into something else. It's not, like, okay, it's us versus, you know, the the Soviets, and we're on the brink of nuclear annihilation, but now it's kind of changed into the planet's on fire. So we've gone from, like, World War One, World War Two, threat of nuclear annihilation, to something way beyond, you know, our own control. I mean, I guess it is our control. We could kind of stop it. But it's now, like, climate change. Right. And, like, you know, it's been over 100 years since, you know, I guess human beings kind of felt things were all right. But I guess you know. Back maybe that's like we used to be able to drink out of the water hose and you know drink uh, out of the water hose and only get a little lead poisoning. You could leave the doors know. unlocked at night, and you could uh, ride your bikes around, and you knew when the, the schools were segregated, home, but equal. Well, <laughs> it, 
that's a that's a mere byproduct. You didn't you didn't trust the Irish, and you still shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to return to a time when kids rode bikes. Ten miles to school, in the snow, in the sleet. Yep. It's going to gross you out, but I'm creaming my toe right now. Ew. Actually, well, it's, it's actually not that gross. I just, hearing creaming my toe, I, 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 I thought you were, like, masturbating on your toe. That was the first thought that came. I, you know, at this point, I seriously may have melanoma, because this hasn't really gone away at all. There's this weird, like, bruising or streak on both my big toes, so. You might just have I even got new... Maybe it is. They think it's a fungal infection, but I got... I'm like, I don't know, dude. I think I'm <coughs> checking out. They're like, well, you know, if it's still there in like a month or two, we'll send you to a dermatologist. So I've just been creaming my toe. I even got new shoes. I'm like, all right, we're going to... Uh, I mean, I never wear like the same socks ever. I'm very paranoid about that. But maybe maybe the shoes are gross. Maybe the shoes are gross. So we what got do you mean the shoes. same socks ever? Like you buy new socks every week? No, no, I washed them. I'm talking about like oh. when you know you wear them for a day and then you put them on. And they got all that sweat and gunk in it, and they get all crusty. Well, know, yeah, I, I mean, a little stiff. Okay, okay, your socks, your socks are stiff for different reasons. We all know that. I don't think most people do that. Like where they wear socks multiple days in a row. Like, well, that's the only thing I could think like for like a fungal infection. Like I keep my bathroom like pretty relatively clean. Is either that or the shoes? And like I don't know. We'll see. I got new shoes. Like. The other day, so you know. You never know about these things, Tom. Actually, yeah, because you never like shower at the gym, do you, or do any of that shit? I have, but not like that often, though. I like, you know, maybe from there, but like, because like you gotta have shower shoes. Maybe (sighs) it showed up during umpiring, so maybe it's just like you need new ump shoes or. You know, maybe it's all the fucking sweat and gunk from that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, man. You know, maybe it is. Maybe it is the big C. And then we're gonna uh, we're gonna exploit that for money. I tell you what, put up a big old GoFundMe. Yeah, you have. Like, you just have to get like a <laughs> like like the doctor's like, hey, man, it's just like a, it's basically like a mole, but it could be cancer. And you're like, cancer? Hell yeah! Immediately you have a Patriot or not Patreon, but a uh, GoFundMe like ready to go. You're like, help me, help me pay my bills. Do you hear that, Doc? That's the sound of cash registers going off. <laughs> sweet, oh sweet, bam bam. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. And it's five years later, and you're all like, so this is our final episode. As Tom is seriously ill, is what it is. I what mean, not. I, make... I mean, physically. You know. <laughs> What if I make the kind of website that Walter uh, Jr. made in uh, Breaking Bad? <laughs> With the, like... Walter, Walter, you gotta show me your dick, Walter. <laughs> Walter, listen here, toots. You're not gonna tell anybody about what you saw here. Otherwise, mm. Walter's gonna show you his dick. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse! Jesse, you gotta suck it! Sorry. I didn't watch enough of that show. Anyway, you're making a, you're making a website like Walt Jr., who yeah. we've never made fun of on this, on this <laughs> podcast. We've never made fun of in the group chat or I'm on not the podcast. Make, I'm not making fun of him. I'm not it doing was it. A, I'm, I'm it just was, joking. It was a nice gesture for his dad. Um, yeah. 
Um, it was weird in that show when he started wanting to be called Flynn. Um, that just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Walter Jr. is a good guy. Walter. Walter. Walter, Walter why does your son walk like uh, that, Walter? Hey, Tom, why don't you do Walter Jr.'s voice? Um, Hello, I am Walter Jr. <laughs> I've never seen the show. I only know it from what Nick has mentioned about it. <laughs> Wait, what's Walter Jr. got? I thought he's got he's got Bell's palsy or something like in the show. Yeah, is cerebral that palsy. But yeah. Cerebral. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hell yeah, but he, dude. He's able to drive like a fucking Dodge like Challenger around. I mean, he's a he, he's a very he coordinated like? boy. Uh, he's like father. Take a look at the Dodge Challenger yeah. I've drawn. <laughs> I've sketched, despite being stricken oh. by God's worst disease. Oh, Daddy, yeah. my uh, oh my Father, I do declare been, uh, acting up today, and I know my you got some palsy money has sent. <laughs> my Bell's palsy has sent me back to be a lost cause revisionist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father, the antebellum era. Oh, heavens, the Betsy. <laughs> Would you like some fresh lemonade, Father? <laughs> I'll have our houseboy get it. Oh, Daddy. Houseboy's a different thing. Your dad knows about that. Mm. Remember when he gave us the handkerchief like advice for for you know if we wanted to dabble? Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, that, like this handkerchief means that. he's a fucking freak. Oh, damn. <laughs> Jesus. I think we vaguely mentioned it on here before, but it was yeah. really cool. Your dad. I like it when your dad's like, I'm hanging out with the fellas. I'm going to be cool. And then he starts telling us this. And I'm like, he you know what? To, like, he tries to cuss Tim, it's working. More, uh, he does. <laughs> it's always adorable. He's like, Josh, you little shit ass. I'm like, shit ass, huh? Just yeah. call him a f- just call him a fucker. It really just reminds me of like this kid I, I grew up with named Jacob, and he's a good dude. Um, but yeah. like, I remember we were playing basketball in the park once, and we was just when we were really starting to like cuss in like fifth grade, and he would just like airball a shot, and he he would just be like, "I fuck like I suck." Or, or I fuck like a suck. <laughs> I fuck like a suck. And I would just be like, that, that does not make sense, Jacob. I fuck like I a suck. I suck like a fuck. What, I suck like I fuck. I suck like a fu- What does that mean? It's like Kanye doing that. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick a fuck. fuck. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it works. Oh, man. man. That's vulgar. I met, um, when I was in Hartford this past weekend seeing Ryan, I met, uh, I met his dad. And uh, I asked uh, Ryan if his dad uh, listened to his pod. And he asked his dad, and his dad said, yeah. And he said, he pointed at me, he's like, you're the guy who cusses too much. I'm like, oh, not that much. He's like, yeah, he cursed quite a lot. I'm like, Mm. yeah, but, like, it ain't that much. Like, we do an hour-long ep. I was trying to do the math. How many times do you think we say fuck in an hour-long ep? Uh... I don't know, maybe like individually or collectively. Collectively, I mean, I'm proud. I know I have the lion's share, unless I get one of you guys mad. Maybe but... like, maybe ten times, and like a lot of I those are just more. gonna be it's us more. saying like, "Oh yeah, this fucking guy." Like, it's not gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah." Hey guys, I I I fucked him. Up. I had a, like I made a nice hot fuck last night. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
Tell me more, tell me more. Anyway, <laughs> did she give you consent? No, she didn't. This is a 50s movie. Yeah. It's a period piece. Mm. Anyway, those are, those are different times. Don't ask your parents about that. They had lead and everything. But uh, I was thinking an hour long, uh, probably 30 to 40 times, which I don't think is super gratuitous. <laughs> ain't going to be on like, like Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee ain't going to let that eat because he's a big pussy. Let's be honest. Man, stop shitting on Pat McAfee, Jesus. I'm going to shit on him. Look what, did you see what that little turd did again? This guy I could beat in a fight easily. Yeah. He he posted an ode to Twitter dying. Okay? Like, come on. This guy's a cuck. Yeah, it's fucking lame, but fucking McAfee's otherwise. He's fucking lame, Josh! Hey, Twitter. Thank you for everything. I owe this bird app an immense amount of thanks. Twitter changed my life. I'm grateful it existed. You were a NFL punter, man. I think that had more to do with it. He was right. the best NFL punter. He had the most personality. He was. Like, he legit was like, yeah. the best punter in the league when he was playing. He was a pro bowler. He was a pro yeah. bowler. Like he better than Johnny Hecker, I would I would say. Yeah. Good old Johnny Double Stecker Hecker. That's what they it called was, him in college. It was Marquette oh. King, Pat McAfee, and Johnny Hecker. The, the, Tom Tupa. Three. Everyone remembers Tom Tupa. Now that was a punter. Tom Tupa was a failed QB who turned punter. Only in that sport could you be like, I ain't cut out for this. I'll just kick the ball next time. <laughs> and you'll do it. You'll make like $2 million. It's good. Who's the guy with like the clubbed foot? The, that guy? Patches who was all that. He who had was the, the, uh, the no, clubbed foot. No, he had the longest field goal on record NFL kicker with fucked up no no partial foot <laughs> yeah he had the uh yard he had tr- tom dempsey there he is tom dempsey sorry he kicked like a 60 some yarder he was he was a hoss mm. yeah he didn't i yeah it was a fucking fist he had a fist at the end of his leg and he just punched the shit out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he that's essentially what he did. He had a club. He just blah! He just yeah, the ball, on that shit. The ball like doesn't actually spin. It just is it, it just flies through the air like a Yeah. Frighteningly at frightening yeah. speeds. <laughs> <laughs> just a line drive. Oh man. We should uh we should talk a little baseball. Um, yeah. Um, the Cardinals suck. Uh, Brennan Schaefer got me gassed up, um, and I feel like a fool. Um, B. Schaefer, you got to come on and defend yourself with that. Yeah. You know, we're going to bully you on here eventually. I mean, I'm just saying, I did, uh, direct message you on December 22nd, 2022, and you, uh, never responded. So, Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. that all about, Brendan? What's that all about? Brendan, Hmm. Josh takes a lot of pride in his PR skills. Yeah, I uh, I keep uh, it hurts him. It hurts very him detailed deep. records of my interactions. Um, it's a deep hurt. Yeah, I mean they say pain don't hurt, but this pain is a uh, pain well, don't hurt. It's a it's a different animal. I wanna I wanna I wanna figure out what we can do to get you on. We will t- we'll tone this back. We won't say any naughty words whatsoever. No, no, Brendan, you have to come on. You're the only journalist out there who's not. Like, I don't know, fucking 100. Come on this podcast. All right? Yeah. If you do it, we'll give you money. We'll give you... Our patrons will pay for it, but we'll give you money. You can do it. This is going to be our whole campaign. 
the entire yeah. <laughs> the rest of the, the rest of this podcast's life is just anxiously well, just beg, begging people to come on. <laughs> because if we get Brendan on, we can get Bernie on, and if we get Bernie on, we can get Danny Mac on, and that's what we're all building to. Folks, some of you want this podcast to go away forever, and I'm here to tell you, if you get us Bernie Michaelis, we'll fucking go away forever, okay? You get us Bernie, we're done. We're done. We're done. That's what Ryan... Ryan wants him the most. Nick wants... Nick wants B-Shave. Nick loves yeah. B-Shave. Um, I can't remember who yours was. Yours is probably Danny Mac, uh, just for the wrong reasons. And me, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with whoever gives us... You know, whoever legitimizes us, because that would be very adorable. Well, hey, you know, uh, my, my my I'm still working on my coworker because he's buddies with the guy who helps maintain the clubhouse for the Cardinals. So yeah, that's a little teaser. Hopefully, we get that guy on, Ooh, and he can yeah tell us which opposing team like trashes the place or who takes like the biggest shit or you know all yeah. um, who eats the most on the buffet every game like all all that kind of cool behind-the-scenes knowledge. You you hear this, Josh? You hear that? Do you hear that little click? Yeah, are you putting a, are you that's putting a, a rubber that's on? A, that's a two-and-a-half-inch Kershaw knife. It doesn't, you know, this goes out to anyone who says, uh, whether it's B-Shafe or, or Albert Pujols, we've messaged him, but uh, this little two-and-a-half-inch uh, bastard just doesn't like being told no, if you know what I mean. Story mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> use two. Use two. How many should yeah. I cap you at? Every episode, it would be like no more than like three to four. You have to have the most obnoxious one for Nick, because Nick's the one who gets really annoyed by it, which is why we stopped. And now, like I, I'm indifferent. I, I like a good soundboard, to be honest. I like a good yeah. soundboard, but you know, um, Nick doesn't, and uh, it, that will always have my support. You know, it's always been that's what this podcast was kind of founded on was me annoying annoying my friends, <laughs> <laughs> was me bugging them, bothering them in any sense. Um, okay, so the cards went into Wrigley. They're riding high. We had a winning streak going. We were. Nine games under 500 we, after winning the first game of our four-game set up in Chicago. And then we left Chicago 12 games under. It is... I am so happy. The Ben Fredrickson put it best when he said the Cubs did us a favor because let's not delude ourselves. Um, the only way I was going to have any faith in this team climbing back is if they won out the rest of the month. And they certainly didn't do that. They wasted no time with it. So... We are selling. We are 100% selling. Good. Let's see what kind of deals we can get. Um, thank you, Cubs, for that. Thank you, Cubs. Yeah, honestly. It's a Cubs like, podcast. I'm actually happy that we, I mean, it gave us clarity. Like, we can go into this fucking deadline. It's only, what, eight days away? Um, yep. And, dude, here's my hot take, and I mentioned it to you earlier. Tommy Edmond uh -huh. is getting moved to Seattle. He's a natural-born Mariner. The guy needs to be in Seattle. Mm -hmm. He's You're got really value. big on Tommy. Tommy and, two bags. Tommy and the thing is, I, I love Tommy, but I love Brendan Donovan more than I love Tommy. 
who's just as much of a fucking Swiss Army knife defensive wizard, or you know, ish you, on the defensive ish. You definitely you have bought you bought you've been all in on Brendan Donovan stock. Yeah. Ever since, especially last year, you've always loved Donnie Bats. It, uh, my my love for the guy has not wavered, even though his arm is basically his arm is in such a state that it looks like I just arm wrestled him. Um, he is not. Oh, we're back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's folks. That's why Brendan Donovan's arm is shit right now. Is that he came at the king and he paid a heavy price for it. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna come at the king, you best not miss because yeah. uh, Josh over here is the Ben Abbott. Of arm wrestling. Oh, god yeah, damn it, dude! A little, a that little forged in fire. I mean, and like they're even adding the element now in forged in fire, where they're like, "Oh, we're not even gonna be out here to see which blade is whose, and we're just gonna—they just naturally know Ben Abbott's blade is better." You know what they gotta do? They ought to let me fucking hold the, hold those blades, and I'll and I'll do the test. You should do the strength test. You should arm wrestle one of their blades. <laughs> That's what you should do. You should grab it the sharpest end and just all your strength. Mm-hmm. Just throw your back into it. That's what you should do. It will be. Because we watched. It will be. The, the episode we watched today, two guys, first test, their fucking blades exploded on the first on the log chop. Now we're going to take this knife. We're going to beat the shit out of it against a log. And wouldn't you guessed it, a knife that took three hours, that they only had three hours to make, broke when it chopped into a log. They were fucking done from the get go, man. Yeah. Ben Abbott, Ben Abbott ate their asses. He ate this. He's, he's this last episode of the unbeaten one, and we already know he ate this dude's ass. Like, the only one that was close, I think, was what, was a sixth or seventh. The one where it was like, yeah, his 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 fucking blade is a little too heavy. I'm like, yeah, but it cut everything, every yeah. fucking thing. Man. It cut better. He than did ben the strength Abbott's thing. Did. He did the That's... strength test. And it fucking cut everything better. That should have been yeah. your dub. That should have been a guy. That should have been the accursed usurper right there. That is. Yeah. That's our Macbeth. But no, oh, that was the episode that oh, Ben Abbott put a little fucking dragon on his like hilt. For oh yeah, they said it was cool. They gave it. They yeah, he won because it was cool. Yeah. Ben Abbott, you son of a bitch. We know you're listening to this. We know you name search. You're coming on this pod. All right, hold on. Let me get it out. You hear it click? Yep. Let's see if you can forge a, a fucking Kershaw better than the one I got. Bingy boy. Yeah. You might be good in the forge. I'm good at... You can forge all the knives you want. How about you forge some bitches? Huh? Huh? It's <laughs> a challenge. I'll beat his unbeaten streak. I'm fucking good at everything. Yeah. Um, so, so Tommy Edmonds gonna get traded. You're pretty confident, huh? Yeah, Tommy Edmonds gone. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I think uh, you've got to move. I mean, you got to just move uh, Montgomery and uh, Hicks. Even though Montgomery's been like our best pitcher, other than today, he was asked today. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird, like trying to increase his trade stock, and that. We just can't seem to juggle the the ro- uh, the rosters right uh, because you know with a tired bullpen they're like hey let's make Monty wear it today and pitch six innings and give up seven runs just brutal 
I'd love to see him come back. Of all the guys to re-sign, I think, like, okay, yeah, he's an effective left-hander. He's good. Bring him back. But I guess we're going to get rid of him. Um, yeah. Flaherty, absolute probably. fucking bullshit. Prop. Flaherty's got to be on the move, too, right? Yeah, I mean, here's my thing with, like, Jack. You know, I was talking to, like, a old, actually a, a high school buddy at the gym about this a couple days ago. He's in the camp yeah. that doesn't like Jack Flaherty. And I was kind of like, come on, oh, man. Oh, so he's racist. Like, yeah. uh, he, you know, I'm not going to accuse this person of being in such a way. <laughs> but I was just like, come on, man. Like, like, what's your deal? And he's like, oh, it's just the L.A. stuff and – I I don't know. I just don't. I just don't like his attitude. I'm like, okay, yeah, he does kind of act like a little whiny bitch. Like whenever he went off on fucking Derek Gould earlier in the season for like not understanding how pitching works, was like, dude, Derek Gould knows how pitching works. Like the guy's been. A I thought that writer. was fair. I yeah, but I think it was fair because that's how Gould talks to everyone on Twitter. So I just thought it was you know a little Operation Taste of the Own Medicine. That's oh. all I thought. <laughs> God damn it, this fucking computer. Every time I have to, like, fiddle with the charger for it to actually charge. It's a bummer that we, you know, that we lost the season of COVID. Jack's, you know, injuries. I kind of shelved him. Because, man, God, when he was really good, he was super good. And now he's just just a regular old pitcher, I feel like. Eh, I'm not... You know, I mean, who's the targets for him? I mean, you know, I... I was thinking an AL East team or maybe an NL West team for Flaherty, but like the teams I was thinking that would use like an arm like him in the AL East are getting worse and fucking worse. So, yeah. well, and the thing is, is like in our in our rotation, I mean, what what's more valuable? I mean, I don't know. Whatever you get back for him for half a season, is that going to be worth more than a you know a comp pick next year, a second round pick? I don't think so. I mean. Well, I mean, I we're not like gonna we're not gonna really gonna throw some shit out. Like that's all I'm saying. Well, we're he's. I mean, if he got a qualifying offer, he's taking it because Jack. I think Jack knows he's probably he's probably gonna get something around or a little less than Michael Walker's deal. I would I would or I would uh, speculate, but like for him, you know, if you're not gonna move him, then like just re-sign him at that point, or you know, or negotiate. But, like, they should totally look at moving him. You know, free agent, you know. I, okay, who's Everything I've read. Who's available next offseason outside of Shohei? Um, or this coming offseason? Oh, you mean free agents? Yeah, free, free agents. Well, the two, who, ones, the, two ones, the two ones that are most alluring are Aaron Nola and Blake Snell. Okay, and I don't want either of them. I, am, I want Blake Snell. I think Blake no, Snell would be fine. He's injury Why not? as shit. Yeah, but, I mean, he's less than 30. He's having a healthy season now. And, like, Aaron Nola eats innings, but he's having a down year this season. He gives up a shit ton of homers. He's going to be past 30. Like, if you're going to make a free agent splash, you know, um, you know, I would say Blake Snell is probably your guy. Yeah. But, you know, there's – go ahead. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, my point is, is, I mean – I don't when, – when I say that if we move Flaherty, like, which we probably should, it doesn't uh-huh. come at the risk of, you know, next offseason. I don't want either of those two guys. 
you know, I'd, I'd rather have a Jack Flaherty. Not over those two dudes directly, but, I mean, just for, like, the value. I would rather have Jack Flaherty next year than um, show out the kind of years and money it would take to get Aaron Nola. I mean, here, I'm looking. It's going to come down. We're going to totally pick up Kyle Hendricks. Jesus Christ. Noah Syndergaard will be available. Marcus Stroman has a player option. I mean, he'd fit uh, in. Um. Here's the one. Uh, Julio Arias. No, here's a good one. Uh, Julio Arias. But I think the Dodgers are locking him the fuck down. Yeah. Um, well, and even he's yeah. relatively injury prone, isn't he? I mean. Arias? I like, no, no. Arias like has he's been really, chunks of season really good. There, but I could just be like. Early in his career, but his past two seasons, you know, he won like an ERA title. He won like 20 games. He's he's pretty durable. Um Lance Lynn has a club option, so we're probably going to look at him. Uh, you probably remember him. I can't say his name. It's Hyun Jin Ryu. It was the Dodgers pitcher, and he went yeah. to the Blue Jays. He's going to be available. He's coming off, I think he missed last season and a half with injury. Um, the rest guys are old. I mean, like Carlos Carrasco, um, fucking uh, James Paxson. I mean, Sonny Gray will be available. Lucas Giolito. I mean, there's like talent to be like grabbed there. But, I mean, I like, like Giolito, but again, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be like, what is Giolito going to command? Because he's had a, he's having a decent season so far, and I think for like the big splash, I mean, you get a Snell. I think Snell punches out a lot of guys. Snell is, uh, you know, he's younger than thirty years old. And I think you take the risk uh, on the injury on it. I'm not. And, you know, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm, like, too com- or, uh, too concerned about Aaron Nola's, like, home run numbers that he's been giving up. Because he would be pitching in Bush, and Bush is a very good hitter's park for that. It's going to hold maybe a lot more of those home runs. But, you know, his strikeout numbers are also down. Like, I feel like he might be on... He, you know he's probably going to be fine, but you know if I if we're going to give him like um, probably a, probably a hundred twenty five hundred fifty million dollar deal at least for what five six years, I'd rather be I'd rather have that horse probably tied to Snell who can punch dudes out. Also, um, I'm completely brain dead. Blake Snell is a couple months older than Aaron Nola. He just looks younger, so I'm still taking Snell. Still taking stuff. Mm. Luis Severino, who hasn't had like a full healthy season in a while. He's come. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I there's some risk here you can take, uh, for sure. But yeah. I mean I think uh probably the guy the target for me personally is, you know, Snell and uh Giolito. Those are the guys I would probably look at. Mm. Martin, you know, there's Martin Perez who's just fucking out of nowhere, but he's going to be 33 next season, and like a dude that I just really want, um, you know, despite his like injury, and it's you know it's, it's mm-hmm. a shoulder injury, so it's not looking good, but I've always thought he would be a, fu- a fun Cardinal to have, and that's Nestor, like Nestor Cortez. I love him. Um, he's still yeah. got a couple of years of arbitration after this year. Um, but he'll be a free agent in his, like, I think, probably 31, age 31 season. So He has, 
And even if you're hurt, it still counts to your service time. He has three years of MLB service time, and he'll have more at the end. So he's got, yeah, three more seasons. It'll be around his age 31 season yeah. is when he can uh, be a, a unrestricted free agent. 2026 is what it would be. So yeah, three seasons from now. He's just one of my favorites. Like I just really, he, I've, I've he's a goofus. Yeah. You like goofy people. Why do you like goofy people I, so much? He'll, 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 look, Gorsh, Mickey, look. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I Mickey, I like, you ever seen a grown man naked? Look, he'll, I killed the anyway, people. Continue. I um, killed those people and now I did the whole fucking village. Yuck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in short, Tommy Edmond needs to be a Seattle Mariner and he needs to be a centerpiece around a Logan Gilbert trade. Um, I don't know why they would take that offer um, unless you backloaded it with a bunch of high upside guys like, a, I don't know. Maybe a Alec Burleson or a, wait, we got to move some outfielders. Um, yeah, we need to be on the phone for that. Yeah. Um, again, let's preface this by saying there is no reporting to come out that says the Mariners are interested at all with any of what we have. So we're all just assuming that they do. But yeah. like, yeah, Gilbert, Brian Wu, Brian Wu pitched today. I watched him pitch. Very great command. His defense kind of let him down when he exited with a, in a 3-3 game. He pitched in the seventh, which was great. A lot of edge pitches. He has really good control. His ERA is, you know, his runs given up will go down because he's in the zone. He has a very good strikeout percentage. He's averaging over 11 Ks per nine. Like, Miller's the only, like, concern because, like, his secondary stuff ain't that amazing. But, like, you know, he's that young. He's been that good. Surely, you know, actually, let him, uh, you know, in the same, let he let him be in the fine brine that is uh, Seattle Mariner pitching development, okay? Let them develop him for us because I don't really trust, I don't really trust Dusty Blake or anyone with this organization to develop a young pitcher um, into a star. Logan Gilbert would be great. He still has, like, two or three years of control. He's the most polished. I know he ain't punching out, like, a shit ton of guys, but he has decent strikeout numbers. I think I sent it to you guys in the in the chat, like, his Savant page. And, like, I think the reaction was, yeah, that'd be fine. But, I'm going like, to be real with farm. you. I don't understand baseball Savant page. I've never looked at one of those because I think it's fucking stupid. Oh, red um, is good in terms well, of, yeah, like, but... metrics. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much red, or oh, there's more shades of pink than there is red, or oh, there's some well, there's some blue trending, on here, you know, but there's a lot of red. As well. I don't, I don't know. I look at well, ERA, WHIP, the like those are yeah, the two yeah. things, and K's. Like that's what I look at for a pitcher. And in yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I look at for like a pitcher's page. You know, um, uh, swings generated, like particularly like WHIP. I look at like how often they're getting either barreled, hard hit to a degree. I mean, if they're, you know, if they have uh, a high hard hit but a low barrel per se, because barrel takes in, you know, hitting the ball hard but also hitting it at a certain like on the sweet spot. Per, you know, a guy can get the shit hit out of the ball and still be effective. It's like how many like 
it, like really solid contacts he's given up is concerned to me. I look at K percentage, which, you know, you look at too. I mean, you probably look at strikeout per nine or strikeouts in total. And walk percentage, you know, if you're going to give up hits, don't give up free base runners. Like, it's why Michaelis, I think Miles Michaelis has been an effective pitcher. I know it's probably controversial to probably have that opinion, but I think Michaelis is fine. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, 18, you know, 15 to 20 million for a guy who pitches as many innings as him for a ERA around four is probably about what you're going to pay league average for at some point. Yeah. So. I'm I'm fine with Michaelis. I just know like we don't have like I don't know what our rotation's going to be next year. Like we need to get like two guys at this deadline that we can slot in for next year. To for me here's to what really I comfortable. Here's what I like about Logan Gilbert. He's thrown 118 in third innings. He's given up a lot of hits. He's given up 102 hits, but only 21 walks. So you also look into WHIP. You know his WHIP is 1.04, which is. Really very, good. very good for a certain yeah. That's very good. He's just given up right at a base runner in inning. 116 punchies in just over 118 innings. He's got a sub-4 ERA. I mean, he's fine. You know, um, that would be a really good pickup. Um, we're kind of doing the thing at the bar where we're just, like, molesting with our eyes the other team. Like, we're just – they have no interest in yeah, us. Yeah, we're being creepy. We're, yeah, we're, no, we're, we're definitely being, being creepy. creepy. We're being creepy at the baseball bar. I do agree with that. <laughs> so, uh, Logan Gilbert, you uh, you ever pitch against the Pirates? <laughs> that's our that's our opener. That's our that's our yeah. get it. That's our, okay. So, so Seattle ever, does the uh, carpet match? Oh wait, no, that's uh, yeah, no, that's how we get them. It's like so. Have you ever dreamed about pitching against the Pirates? Yeah. <laughs> you ever, does it get you a little? Does it get my? It gets my engine going, knowing I'm gonna have three or four starts against the Pirates. PNC Park. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh... Yeah, and then that's offset. Be like, oh, so you're gonna have to pitch in Cincinnati, which is a rocket pad. So, <laughs> <laughs> Great American Ballpark. You know, are you a patriot? You a patriot? Mm. You a patriot there, Logan? <laughs> um, the Wrigley other one Field, is you like wind. Um. Clark Schmidt and Clayton Beater of the Yankees, and I think Ryan has me won over to them because Clark Schmidt has a lot of years control, and Clayton Beater would have tremendous amount of years of control. Beater, you know, my only like concern is he walks a lot of guys, and he hasn't really maintained, you know, a full pitching workload. So worst case, he becomes a reliever. Best case, he becomes a pretty back end of the end, back end rotation starter. But Clark Schmidt, surprisingly, having a good season. I don't know why I forgot all about him, Josh, but we'll drop some of this on you before we before we wrap up. Um, Schmidt gives up hard contact, but he doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's around league average for strikeout rate. Um, he has very great spin on both his curveball and his fastball, so that means there is upside to his pitches getting better, which is you know, what we would hope for for a guy with, like, a few more years of control. He is more, and I don't want to sell him, oversell him too much, Josh. I want to sell him as what I think he is, as in he's, like, a, a finishing touch. Like, he can't be the big thing you get. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. If you get, like, if somehow uh, Seattle wants to shoot their future in the head and give us some of their young pitchers, more power to him. Hey, we'll throw in a Tommy Edmund. 
We might even throw in a Juan Yepes. They would do well out there at fucking T-Mobile where it's hard to hit home runs. Anyway. Yeah. But if they want to give us one of those, great. And then we sign, you know, a Nola or a Snell or Giolito in free agency. And yeah, we make a trade Honestly, to get a Clark Schmidt. even if we got like a Carlos Carrasco, I'd be happy in the offseason. Just someone who can eat and... some fucking innings. I mean, he's not that good, but I'm like, he's serviceable for like a number five, you know? Yeah, I mean, if he's like a round out, but like he can't. Like, that's like my fear with this front office. This front office so far that like it they just seem scared to do things they seem scared uh, to be a little bold from time to time but like we don't want to go out and make the big splash and really commit to doing so like we were linked to the Juan Soto trade but we didn't want to give them the house which made sense don't get me wrong alright but like we have like a lot of interactions of the Cardinals are in talks as well and we all kind of be like yeah, it's probably bullshit. Unless we can somehow convince the Rockies to shit away another star player to us for fucking Austin Gomber. Like, my concern that I have here is that they won't look at, you know, the shit ton of money that you throw out to get one of these starters is going to be cheap to what you would pay for a frontline starter five years from now. If Blake Snell wants twenty-five to thirty million a year, you know I don't think he's going to thirty, but let's say twenty-five million a year, and he wants like seven years. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's reasonable. You know, same with Enola. You know, yeah. Giolito's probably going to command a twenty million dollar a year salary as well. Well, it, I mean, I guess this is my big beef with everything is like the big beef. Well, no, I mean, it's just, like, the fucking half measures. Like, I I know I've talked about it before, but, like, Mike Leak was a half measure. He wasn't the top-tier money guy that offseason for a starting pitcher. Oh, right? yeah, so totally. He was, was, like, that second or third rung. I mean... Yeah. But you're still going to pay rotation. a fucking premium for it. So if you're going to already pay mm-hmm. a premium for a starting pitcher via free agency, why don't you get the sure thing? Like, yeah, the cost-benefit of this is... is it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, you could get someone who realistically could be a Cy Young candidate next year, or you could get a guy who supposedly is kind of okay at getting ground balls. Um, but you're going to yeah. pay him, like, $8 million less during the season. Like, how the fuck does that make any sense? I can see us bringing back Lance Lynn. And I think back in this ballpark with a, a deep – I would say a good defense, but our defense has been uh, ass cheeks all season. I mean – Lynn, I think, would kind of flourish a little bit. I think it would be fine if he somehow, because he's striking out everyone over over on Chi-Town, but, like, he gives up a ton of bombs. You know, if he can, if you know, I I buy into maybe not giving him $18 million a year, but, like, a Waka-like deal maybe, like 10 to 12. i take a flyer on Lance Lynn. I take yeah. no, don't overcommit like one or two years, but yeah, sure, we'll, we'll roll the dice with that. Yeah, I guess he's um, what thirty four. Like, I mean, Lance isn't young. Thirty, he's, he's thirty five, thirty six, but he's still wow. he's still pumping mid nineties is the thing. So like, and you know, we say that now, and the next season it'll be like I'm eighty nine now. I'm like, fuck me, um, Giolito. You know, I kind of like us getting after him too, because Giolito has been a frontline guy. He's more of like a middle rotation dude, but like. 
you know, sub four. I really want to see him on the Cardinals with Jack since they were like high school buddies. Yeah, like, with really the high school and whatnot. On the same team. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. That would be really cool. That would be very cool. Pride of a. Uh, and get Max Freed, too, because Freed and Giolito were classmates. So, oh. um, Giolito, sub-4 ERA, he's thrown 121 innings, 131 strikeouts. We know he gets strikeouts. He's curbed his walk rate a lot, or not a lot, a little bit, sorry, is what I meant to say. Like, like yeah, get him, let's get him in on this shit, man. Like, uh, I think, I think Giolito's a get. I think Giolito's a guy you can pull in, you know. Uh, if you get him in a Snell, you get him or a Nola. I mean, I think I think that kind of curbs a lot of our starting rotation woes. I think we can kind of fill in some of the gaps because we're going to lose Wayno. He's retiring. And, yeah, it looks like we're trading Monty and Flaherty. So. Yeah, and do we want Steven Matz in the fucking rotation next year? No. Like, we don't I mean, want him on the team. pitching well now, but, and yeah, I get your reservation. I mean, it's paying money. Pitching well for him so. is five innings. The guy cannot get yeah, I know. So quality. Like, he got his first seven innings. Dude, he, he got his first win of the season. Great moment for him. And he pitched like five and a third. And I wanted to send out my tweet of like, Stephen Matz got his first win of the season, but it's been 400 and X amount of days since he last pitched six innings. Yeah. But Matz, but think of it as this, though. Like, um, Matz has been fine since coming back. And if Matz finishes the season strong, and he is your question mark for a number five to where he's in competition with, you know, maybe Libs for the number five spot. Maybe Graceffo if he continues developing well. You know, I take that. I take that if Matt's is, you know, my possible fifth rotation or fifth starter. You know, I think Matt, um, if he shows that he's not first half of the season, Stephen Matt's, you know, that is, I think, a great piece to have in the five spot. If he's going to be first half Steven Matz, then, yeah, we should keep him as far away from the rotation as possible. But who knows? I mean, if he's solid for the second half, then, yeah, he was snake bitten, whatever. Had to figure some shit out in the relief core. But, I mean, he gets a shorter leash if he's in the rotation next season. That's well, and this is going to sound kind of like a, like a very obvious thought, but... Like, I've always liked my number five, like, in a starting rotation to be, like, a dude who's got upside. Um, they're like, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, young guy, right? Well, yeah, you put, like, a Matthew Liebertor in there. Like, yeah, hey, he's, yeah, he's taking his yeah. bumps, he's taking his bruises, but the dude still has lots of potential. Throw him in a number five slot. He's not going to be much worse than the league average number five, you know, starting pitcher. Like, mm-hmm. that's always been my thing. But, hey, you give him the innings, you have him regularly – pitching and whatnot you're gonna you know probably do pretty well yeah um shit there was other cardinal news to wrap up on we brought up taylor motter again uh we released jake walsh jake walsh rest in peace big guy um taylor motter this is going to be his third uh, stint here um i can't wait until we i guess dfa and send him back down to Memphis again in a few weeks. But um, other big news. Uh, the biggest one is the rumor. Bob Nightingale, he didn't like really report on it. He just kind of said it in passing. But the discourse train got started. The Cardinals are open to trading Wilson Contreras. And by open, uh, Bob listed off like a list of players, and he didn't really mean it 
seriously. I didn't think he meant, like, the Cardinals are serious in training Wilson Contreras. But um, if it's true and Wilson's on the training block, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, the front office should be shot. There you go. Um, I mean, not hey, even a season through. Dude, I, I don't actually mind the idea of trading Wilson. It's not going to happen, but I don't hate it because I want Herrera to actually get a chance, and that's not going to happen with Contreras, even if he's going to DH. And honestly, I don't want fucking Wilson Contreras DHing. Like, I think that's dumb. Well, I think, uh, like, what a lot of, you know, Walker's going to take this, but, you know, if Goldie's gone, I mean, catchers are easily, you know, they usually convert to, like, first baseman. But, I mean, even if Wilson's, like, a DH, I'm not, like, opposed to it. It's the thing is, is, like, you know, why did we sign Wilson Contreras? Because he can hit. And he's hitting fine this season. All right? He's got a 109 OPS plus. That is, like, it ain't good to his standard. He's usually like 114. But like for a catcher, for what we've had the last three years from hitting from the catching position, Wilson's doing great. We knew he would hit well. We also knew he wasn't going to be the an A-plus defender. That is A-OK. Um, to me, Yvonne gets his... He, he, you know, I think you move Kisner. I think Herrera comes up, and he's your new backup that gets... 40 to 60 starts, probably gets still 250 to 350 at bats. And then in a year or two, you know, then you make that other big commitment. Is yeah. Yvonne going to be able to fill that? At that point, we're partially through, like, Wilson's contract. There's also an option with it. It ain't that many, it ain't that many years. Like, so think of it like the years Wilson would spend as a designated hitter or as, like, a backup catcher or, like, playing between catching and first base and DHing like Joe Maurer-esque, you know? Like, it ain't going to be that long. He ain't locked up that long. And my thing for it is, you know, if it's true that they're entertaining that, you know, I that really kind of pisses me off a little bit because, like, Wilson came in wanting to be a Cardinal, picked this, you know, penned like a... a a fucking article in the Players Tribune about how bad he wanted to be here. Okay? And the entire season he's been scapegoated. He's been thrown under the bus. He's had his role with the team called into question. And I think Wilson's doing his best. And he shows a lot of passion. And I think he does care about wanting to win for this team and continue to win. And to bring him in, sign him to a contract, and to suddenly shift gears. One, I think it's a terrible thing to do to Wilson. And two, what free agent's going to want to sign here in the future? Uh, yeah, he wasn't quite up to their standard. Or better yet, they don't know what the fuck they want out of him. Why would I sign there? They're going to trade me in like a fucking uh, halfway through the season. They're going to trade me after a year or two into my contract. It just reeks of bad business on that one. Like, so, like, we'll, we'll eat Steven Matz's poor performance and bad contract, okay? We'll eat that and give him reps. But Wilson, for being 10% above the league average, we're already entertaining offers on that. That just makes no sense. Well, Bob yeah, Nightingale. I mean, Bob Nightingale, you know better. I'm just saying, in an ideal world, 
where we don't have a Steven Matz. We, you know, we've already gotten rid of him. You know, we're really actually cl- clearing house with some of the dead weight. Like, Perfect World, I, I don't hate it as much, although you make a very good point about the whole, like, what does that send to other free agents? Is we're going to give you give up on you after half a season? Yeah. And, you know, in a multi-year deal? I mean, I get When that. Wilson's been good, too, yeah. When he's yeah, been good. Yeah, and he's been fine. Yeah, he's he's been fine. I just don't yeah. think I don't I just don't like him as a designated hitter. That's my thing. And if they don't trust him to catch every day, then like what's the fucking point? Um, or at least most of the time, right? Like seventy five percent of games, mm-hmm. Wilson's behind the plate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that. Also, like, yeah, also as like a catcher, I think he's been fine. Like his pitch framing ain't good, but like good arm, still good pop time. Like, yeah, this is what we kind of expected from it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a Savant page. A lot of red, Josh. Lots of red. He's hitting the piss hey, out of the ball. He's pulling the ball. Who was it that reported that he was, like, calling for pitches that players didn't actually throw? And it was, like, just, Ken like, Rosenthal. Like, yeah. It was, like, a one-time incident, too. Like, it wasn't even, uh, like, a frequent thing, apparently. I mean, I that think that's... That was in, like, the, a... I'm pretty sure it was in a Ken Rosenthal article like in passing and i was like oh okay and like people be like how does he not know this i'm like well i mean that sounds like a coaching problem there's a lot of fucking coaching problems well and it wasn't even that the defense using the pitch com and he screwed he He was using the pitch com yeah yeah they could fucking call it themselves like if it means so much to michaelis or matt or monty or who the fuck ever uh i I mean, you know, Sean Murphy having all the success is good because we use it to upset our Italian friend. Okay, but like, Wilson right. deserves Wilson deserves so much better than what like management and his organization has like yeah. created the perception of him of. It's been very annoying. Anyway, it's coming on an hour twenty. I mean, we gave we gave the fans overtime. We gave the fans overtime. Yeah. We did a little silliness. We were pretty silly tonight. We uh, we didn't we didn't mention Crubble Coin Champs. Who's gonna be our I guess Elon Musk and his shitty decision to turn Twitter into X, you know? Yeah. Zach Hample caught another home run ball. He's a fucking dude's rock, right? Mm. Everyone loves that guy. Yeah. Um, who's who's uh, your crumble champ? I would say my crumble coin champ is anyone who thinks the Reds and or Ellie De La Cruz is like the next coming of Christ. Um Crumble Coin Champ of the Week. Um, you don't like Ellie? Up. I mean, I don't think he's a god like fucking everyone is making him out to be. Like, he's on a shitty mm-hmm. team. I mean, and believe me, we're shittier right now. But still, he's on a shitty team. And he's just fast. He's fast he's and he hits fa- the occasional tank. Like, that's his thing. It's, I think the thing I saw is that he has a really, really high ground ball rate. Which, with his speed, is fine because he beats plays out but that speed ain't always going to be there and he needs to yeah. you know launch the ball more with how hard he hits the ball um, well and they did the same thing with the they always do that with the bad team like a young prospect comes up who's highly touted and then they just i mean god every single thing that kid can do is perfect it's what oh they did with o'neill cruz last year i mean he gives me um javi Baez vibes is what i get yeah i can see that 
I mean, it could be yeah. a little bit better because Javi. Which he has an option coming up this season, so maybe we Javi buy his redemption arc on the Cardinals. Gross. Yeah, I'd rather listen to someone beat my grandparents. All right. Um, Shout out our Patreon people. Yeah. The ones that aren't Nazis. (laughs) The based ones. (laughs) We mentioned Cram. We mentioned James. We mentioned Jeff. We mentioned Richie. We We got Nick. We got Tyler. We got Alex. We got that traitorous bastard in Bravo. Got the gang's all. I feel like SpongeBob when he's talking. The gang's all here. Um, folks, join our Patreon. We, um, I don't know, we post stuff on there. So, yeah, you get a free shirt from time, you know, time to time. Where and so help me God, yeah. if any of you uh, current patrons uh, drop, we've got your address now. We will dox you. Oh yeah, we know where you live, man. You think this You're is a fucking this. game? You're in this now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You're stuck you don't with get us. To leave. You don't run. This is, this you, is marriage. This is marriage right now, fellas. And Cran and Lady. So yep. you're stuck with us forever. Um, forever. Who are we fucking? Um hmm. I'll say Um uh-huh. Fuck mediocrity. Let's fucking tank, man. Um, yeah, fuck mediocrity. Embrace the suck. Let's tank this the season. Suck, baby. That's right.